right there. This is the best of frantic times. Woo! Okay, so we're back. We're here. Well, we're not back. That's we're right. Back. That was a fantastic opening. I enjoyed it very much. Very good. The lovely Phil Kane and Tim Burns did that. They did. Yes, they did. Yep, and we're allowed to use their names because we paid them. <laughs> uh, welcome to another podcast, everyone. Uh, this is The Best of Frantic Times. I'm Peter Wildman. And I'm Paul Chato. And uh, we have a great uh, little... Uh, is it a show? Is it a, It's a podcast. We got a great show built for you. Well, we're just talking about a series of shows. That's true. And, and we are now uh, doing the voiceovers for shows 16 through 20. And I thought, Peter, that it might be interesting if um, we would explain to people that it yeah. wasn't, we were not always superstars as we are now. That's we, true. We had modest beginnings. I, I, I'm having a modest ending at the parenting, too. <laughs> uh so I thought maybe um, I'll bring up some stories of our modest beginnings and you can elucidate. Okay, that's fine. But in the meantime, can we listen to Alan Smith? Why not? Lovely. Here is Alan Smith and Jam Sandwiches. It's a funny world with Alan Smith. To you by the makers of Manfred's canned pokeronis. The great taste of potatoes, carrots, corn, and ronies finally come together in Manfred's pokeronis. Remember, at Manfred's, if we didn't, there's no reason why you would have. And now, and now, here's Alan Smith and his funny world. As a boy, I always remember falling down a lot. Even when I was swimming. I would run home sobbing into the kitchen looking for my mother and then I would remember she was at a meeting at the church. <laughs> then I had to make myself a sandwich. It's a funny world, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it's a funny world with Alan Smith has been brought to you by Manfred's Cam Talictos. Where else can you get taste of tomatoes, tin leeks and ectos, except in Manford's Talictos. For a complete transcript of today's show, send $10 to Manford's and then tape recorded at home. This has been a Manford's presentation. I made myself a jam sandwich. Hi guys, it's Rick calling in. Great show. And now folks, it's time for 10 in a row with the frantic. One, two, Three, four, oh, oh, um, please get quick, oh, honey. Frantic Times goes to press. I'm Mike McMichaels. And I'm Huey P. Carp with these top stories. A massive disturbance of hot hair named Hurricane Pierre is headed for Canada. With enough force to pick up objects as big as Barbara Streisand and Suzanne Perry, Hurricane Pierre may ruin the economy of the East Coast, force thousands of Canadians out of their homes, split the country apart, and reign for 12 years. In Belfast, a 21-gun salute has sent 21 people to hospital. Ralph Nader says he knows how Ponderosa does it, and charges are pending. Bell Canada has announced that Saudi Arabia has purchased additional telephone equipment worth over $200 million. 
The Canadian design system will speed up wrong numbers, funny clicking noises, busy signals, and computerized overbilling. <laughs> Bell Canada said it was time we started feeling good about things we do well. In Thunder Bay, 50 sewage workers quit in disgust when they found out what sewage was. <laughs> Fortunately, 300 other people applied for a job when they found out. And now in Christchurch, New Zealand, here's correspondent Owen Quinnell. Owen? <laughs> ah, get it. Well, the All Blacks were in down, so me and me mates from the freezing works and the Sheilas took the lot up to Hamatangi to the reach for some pippies and powers. Yeah, butte fritters. They look like bloody dags. But even the wanker Kenzie wolfed them down. Good tucker. Mahari brought his rudder. Hard-cased bloke he is. Had a flag and a DB. Finished off my line super. Then the rat bag goes and chunders in a paddock. Chucker had to sit with him. We didn't want to lose the keys to the holding, did we? Ah, bloody Chucker, what a mug. The only joker I know who would give his jockey to a slug with a sniffle. Well, she be right. Last time the Allbacks played, I lost five to Gutso. The Pong and Rat Bay came in next day at Smoko, wanting his five, and he said he was going to do a Hollywood and go punting. Told me to get in behind, but he wouldn't have it. Next week, I'll be on me brother's farm in Paiutua. We're going to be doing some docking and some cattle stops. Until then, Turo. <laughs> I'm talking. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> I was complimenting you on your com- comedic genius. There, Peter. May, may, can we go ahead now? Are you done? Are you going to behave? What, what are we doing? <laughs> Please go ahead. Do you actually have some of this stuff written down? Burp. <laughs> Coming up, ladies and gentlemen, is, is uh, an attempt at a running gag in sketch format. So this is like a, a joke that returns throughout the show. Uh, do, how many times did we try this? Just a few times. You mean in... in They're hard to write. They are hard to write, but we did try to do um, very uh, cohesive shows also. Yes. Which, which were, you know, one theme all the way through. But I guess this was our first attempt at trying a running gag. It's, we really were comedy scatterguns. I, I really think that was our strength. Spreading our seed on the sands, as they say in the Bible. I get so nervous when you start talking about <laughs> seed. All right, so this is uh, this is called Dynamite Salesman, and throughout the show, there was a guy running around with a lit stick of dynamite, and uh, that's all I'm going to talk about. I'm not going to talk about spilling seed. Here is Dynamite Salesman. Clive, dearest, could you come put the groceries on the top shelf? No, Harriet. What's wrong, Clive? Could you get that, Clive? No, Harriet. Oh, dear. A gracious good morning, madam. Is your mother home? My mother died in 1947. <laughs> my name is J.J. Kinnear. My friends call me James Bert Joseph, but you're going to call me Joyous Joker when you see what I have for you. You're not crazy, are you? You know, you'd almost wonder when you see the miracle product I have for you. I'm very busy right and now. And who isn't? The toilet blocked up, hard to get at, dirt bold is in your living room. Hey, it's no problem for the new uh, dynamite. Dynamite? Yes, dynamite. The new stick with the miracle ingredient TNT. And this stick here is yours for only a $10. No, thank you. Are my ears deceiving me? Or did I forget to mention that for a limited time only, I'll throw in this plastic cap and this fuse. That's right, the fuse too. To make it even easier than ever to turn the soil over in the garden, dispose of garbage, or just discipline those darn little kids. Our kids have... Kids grew up and moved away. And you know, hey, for your convenience, look at me. I'm even giving you this stick of dynamite with the fuse in it and ready to blow. Now, what do you say to this amazing offer? No, thank you. Uh-uh. 
<clears throat> yes. <laughs> uh, would you believe it? Um, this is our fall sale is here already, and uh, this stick of dynamite is yours for only uh, $7. Oh, that's your savings, but not today. Oh, now it's our Boxing Day. Pre-Christmas mark down to $5, but it's only while the, uh, while the week I'm lasts. I'm just not interested no. this week. I'm sorry. Goodbye. Salesman, now where was I? Oh, yes, Clive. No time for that, Harriet. I get rambling on my mind. Clive, you're carrying your old duffel bag. And I'm wearing my old walking boots, too. Well, does this mean that, that you. That's right, Harriet. Winds from the west, and I got traveling in my soul. But, Clive, you haven't even had lunch. No, Harriet. But when we met, I didn't make no promises. Fifty-four years ago, Clive, I don't remember. I hear the rails are calling to me. The steam whistles, sad lament. Clive, the only steam whistles around these days are on kettles. And then maybe I'll hook up with some Okies and trek out west. Would you like a peak green digestive biscuit before you go? Well, maybe just one for the road. A little glass of milk? Harriet, rambling man ain't got time for milk. Juice, then. Yes, this is okay. <laughs> While you drink that, I'll pack your things. I got all the things I need, Harriet. My harmonica, an old straw hat. And Madame Usel. Yes, Madame Usel. <laughs> can't believe you're leaving Clive after all these years. Now listen here, Harriet. You can't call it leaving. I'm just walking the path I first stepped down so many years ago. Have you got a sweater, Clive? Hush, woman, dry those tears. Just remember, I'll be thinking of you. No, no, I, I think I'll change, too. I think it's time I was seeing some of this wide world you're always talking about. So where are you heading, Harriet? Where the sun shines a little brighter and the smiles seem a little friendlier. Well, that's where I'm going, too. Then maybe we could travel together? I don't know. You'd be free to move on when you found the urge. Well, we can start right now. Come on, woman. Coming, Clive. Oh, Clive, you rambling man. Don't you ever stop your rambling ways. I'm a rambler, honey. I'm gonna ramble till my dying days. Yes, doctors have come a long way since the first lost suture. The earliest doctors were medicine men, painted up charlatans who knew nothing of how their herbs and ointments worked. Today, they no longer paint themselves. <laughs> but it is still the general practitioner that most people come to see. Uh, nurse, send in the next patient, please. Yes, doctor. Ah, uh, please, come in, uh, Mr... Phoebe. Newton Phoebe. <laughs> Have a, have a seat on the table, Mr. Phoebe. Is that paper sheet fresh? Yes. Wonderful. Could you, could you take off your shirt, please? All right. Now let's let's start with the lung, shall Ooh, we? Oh, that's cold. Sorry. Can you cough, please? Oh, <laughs> 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 
again. <laughs> okay, Peter, I'm, I've always been interested. How come when we went out on our live tour, yes. um, you ended up with Dan? Because we, we shared rooms. We couldn't have four rooms. We didn't, no. couldn't afford it. So how come? Well, I always thought we started with one. We got two. <laughs> couldn't afford four. Now we get four. No, I thought we started with the car. We never slept in a car. No, we never did. Unless you want to invent a story for that, too. I thought, you know, that would be yeah, a good no. story. Ca- so, carry on, yes. So, so how come you were compatible with Dan and I was compatible with Rick? Um, well, I think uh, Dan and I both had a, a love for beer. And uh, you and, and Rick weren't... We were night owls. Do a show, and then Dan and I would go for a walk. And we would find a, a bar and uh, and talk to some of the locals. Uh, it wasn't a uh, it wasn't a drunk fest. Please relax, everybody. But uh, we would do that, and you guys would get into your room, and you'd get into your pajamas, and you'd bust out the cereal. <laughs> That's right. I do recall sleeping uh, in the same room with Dan one time, and it got... <laughs> He's very messy. And, yeah, and I did. I could. Uh, he would. Uh, he would lose his glasses, <laughs> and he couldn't find them. So he would phone down to the front desk and say, oh, "Would you please come up here and uh, tidy up room thirty sixteen, please?" And then he and I would go out for a coffee, and then we'd come back twenty minutes later, and the room would be pristine. And there, sitting by the TV, would be his glasses. <laughs> I, yeah. I remember that uh, one time I was sitting on the bed, and he came in through the door, and it was the most amazing. Amazing ballet that I've ever seen, undressing ballet, where he, as he walked, it was belt off, pants down, change all over yes, floor, yes. and then he would flop into the bed. Yes. It was like in one smooth motion. It was, it was motion. A, remarkable, <laughs> remarkable. We, so, it was, he was a good roommate. Gigolos. <laughs> Tonight, Frantic Times Crime Expose looks at male prostitution in Canada. We'll be talking with gigolos, their clients, and actors reading from a titillating script. And we'll find out why men sell their bodies to women day after day, sometimes till way past bedtime. The idea of men selling their bodies to women is a taboo subject, and the few experts willing to discuss it openly are filthy perverts. On the streets of Calgary, a gigolo tells his story. I won't tell you my name. No one has to know it. There's just too many jealous husbands out there who are searching for me. But me? Well, I'm not into husbands. No, I'm like the wind. I can lift up small scraps of paper. I'm a pleasure machine. A body for hire. Arthur. Oops. What drives a woman to seek this sort of professional attention? The anonymous Gloria X tells her story. I need a man. A real man. One who knows how to move me. Who has stamina. Who doesn't get distracted by football on TV. Pass the mustard. How does a man become a prostitute? We asked Arthur. It all happened one hot summer's night a few years ago. I was alone in the basement, and I found I had a talent women were willing to pay for. It was better than being a plumber, you know? The first time I, I made an appointment with Arthur, I felt so dirty, so cheap, so filthy. It was wonderful. 
Psychiatrists do not see male prostitution in such a favorable light. I would say it stems from an infantile need for maternal affection. It's, it's sad. There's something wrong when a society allows people to charge money for simple human interactions. Thank you for talking with us. That'll be 50 bucks. <laughs> and yet, the mystique of being a sex machine remains. You want to know what it's like to be summoned in the middle of the night by some rich contessa? To savor her best wines? To ravish and dominate her before roaring off into the dawn in your Maserati? It's neat. No, 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 it's more than neat. It's really cool. Other gigolos have their stories to tell, but they were boring. I'm good. I'm real good. I don't even get distracted by football on TV. Mind you, hockey gets me, you know. Especially if Gretzky's playing. But, but you get the idea, you know. We certainly do get the idea. You have been listening to Frantic Times Crime Exposé. Oh, yeah. And crime exposés, they get yeah. to me. You know, like Mannix reruns, those are good. We are the network CTV. We're not at all like CBC. <laughs> Well, you may say come off it, but we're in it for the profit. Yes, we are the network CTV. Even though American shows are yuck, they generate a bigger buck. If you want something racy, how about trouble with Tracy? It's indigenous Canadian and it sucks. (laughs) Now here's the name of the best actor. You can bet the talent was no factor. The runner-up is Sheriff Lobo, and the winner's littlest hobo, the stupid bitch I knew he should have sacked her. This is Dan Redekin. I am not my brother's keeper. I do, however, clean his cage once a week. This is the best of frantic times. Hi there. Uh, hello. You shoveled quite a bit of snow there, young fella. Yes, uh, lots of snow this year. Yep, that's for sure. This is the most snow we've had in Bala since 72. <laughs> yep. You shoveled all that yourself, did you? No one helped you. Just did it by yourself. They just sort of a solo job there by yourself, did you? Is that what you just did it yourself? Uh, you? uh, yes. Uh-huh. You missed a bit there. Well, I'm not finished yet. Oh, well. Lots of snow this year, wouldn't you say? Yes. Lots of snow. You'd say there's lots this year, wouldn't you? You'd say that, wouldn't you? Would you say that? Yes, all right. Uh, There's been a lot of snow this year. Well, you don't say. (laughs) Do I know you from somewhere? No, I I, I don't think so. Are you sure? Are you positive? Are you sure? I don't know. Are you absolutely... Yes, I'm positive. Oh, I've seen your face before, young fella. I know. The Kawartha Cup snowmobile races last year. You were selling hot chocolate in the booth next to Ed Wacker's pit area. No, I, I don't like snowmobile races. Oh, me either. Me either. I just go for the fun and excitement. <laughs> oh, you missed a bit there, too. I know. Oh, no sense leaving some. What's the point? You know, what's the point? You shovel the whole driveway, along comes the postman, kills himself on the bit you missed. Well, that's the point, I guess. 
I know, I know where I seen you. You came in second at the Sarnia Poultry Show in the Optimus Hall just off Phillip Street there last summer. No, that wasn't me. Oh, no, that was a chicken. That's right. No. <laughs> you don't uh, referee Kiwana's broom ball in Beaverton, do you? No, I don't. <laughs> you sure you don't? Yes, yes, I'm sure. Would you like to? They need people. No, thanks. <laughs> Look, I'm very busy, as you can see. Busy, I'll say. Yeah, yeah. I've got it. I saw you at the bottom of one of them coal mines in Nova Scotia that go right out under the ocean. When we toured them last summer, you had a yellow hat. You were pushing a cart of coal. That wasn't me. I'm a school teacher. Miss Fimpson, of course. You taught me in grade four. I knew it. I remember you now. Of course not. You're angry. Isn't that just like you, Miss Fimpson? I'm Femp- not Miss Fimpson, and I've never been anywhere you spoken of so far! Well, then where do you live, son? Where do you think I live? In Copper Cliff, near the big stack? No! No, no. I live right here. Oh. Why do you think I'm shoveling the driveway? You missed a bit there, too. I know! <laughs> Wait a second. You live right here? You li- This is... But I live here. This is my house, too. You must be my... Dad? Son! Son! It's you, Fred! Jed. Jed, right, right. We haven't seen each other since when, was it? Lunch! 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 Right, we had, I can remember... Soup! Soup! I can almost taste... Lentil! Lentil! What a memory! Well, what brings you out here, Pops? Well, Mom sent me out to tell you dinner's ready. Mom? Mom! You remember her? Short woman, brown hair. No, blonde. Blonde hair, remember her? Vaguely, vaguely. Yeah. Well, she saw you shoveling all this snow. Well, there's a lot there. Did you do this all alone? All this? I mean, nobody helped you, did they? Nope. The whole thing. That's great. Do I know you from somewhere, young fellow? No, I don't think so. I know. You were the runner-up in the Perth County Beauty Contest in Fireman Stag and Social. No, I don't think so. No, she was Chinese. I know. It was the Normandy invasion. The black duck is a water bird rarely seen nowadays, <laughs> as it is easily frightened off. You got the bear? Yeah, where's the rye? Its dark gray to green coloring hides the black duck when it is nesting. Give me my gun. It's under your beard. Oh, Between May and June, the eggs are laid. Uh, look, a, a goose or something. Oh, maybe it's a, an eagle. A characteristic of the black duck is that it mates for life. Ah, uh, it's just wounded. For more information on the black duck... Uh, miss, do you want to go chase it? No, let's get that deer. It won't be going far on three legs. Contact the Canadian Wildlife Association, Ottawa. Well, and there's the music. It's old-time music. That's right. It means old-time... Very good. And this one is called Reese Career Services. Now, this one is so old... We can't even remember what it's about. No, we don't even know the premise. (laughs) But uh, according to our records, it will kill one minute and 25 seconds. Excellent. And uh, I guess if you're over, well, older than us, uh, into your 60s or 70s, you'll remember this. So uh, you kids out there, just uh, go do something on your phone for a minute uh, while we do Reese Career Services. Hi, teachers. Howie Meeker here for Reese Career Services. If your students aren't interested in tedious, boring jobs, Reese Career Services videotapes are the answer. Over 400 tapes will fool those kids into trying even the most inane of occupations. Here's a tape on being a filing clerk. 
Mr. Hudson summons me into his office and gazes into my very soul with his azure eyes. He pulls my trembling body to his muscular chest and murmurs, cross-index these invoices. Could you? Wow, sounds great. Or how about being a bank teller? Mind-numbing, right? Well, not the way we tell it. I carefully roll up the deposit slip into a tube and inhale the cocaine. The world sparkles as I count the dollar bills out. One. 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 Greece Career Services may be the way to show a teenager the job they never considered. Are you depressed? Thinking of ending it all? I'm Roland Grit, and this is Suicide Watch. If you can't take it anymore, why not give me a call? I care. I really do. Suicide Watch is brought to you by Manfred's, makers of Manfred's roast beef breakfast cereal. If you can't wait for dinner to taste rare sirloin, try Manfred's roast beef cereal. Soul in need is calling us now. Suicide watch. Hi, friend. I'm gonna jump out my window, Roland. Hey, hey, would, would you like to, to talk about it? A car. I can't afford a car. I'm gonna jump. Hey, hey, friend, calm down. Don't kill yourself over some trivial bobble. That's not a trivial bobble. It's a Camaro Z28. <laughs> I can't live without one. No, no, you're, you're blowing this whole thing out of proportion, no, friend. No, I'm not. I work in a warehouse, and all the other guys drive Camaros. Listen, what's your name, friend? I don't know. I'm so upset I can't even remember. Well, you want a Camaro. You, you work in a warehouse. Odds are your name is Bob or Gary. Gary, that's it. <laughs> Look, Gary, you can, you can get a car some other day. No, I can't. I'm stepping out onto the ledge now. I'm going to jump. No, no, don't do it. You can have my car. What? Well, you can have my car. Just just don't jump. What kind of car is it? It's a Dodge Dart. That's what my mom drives. <laughs> you can't pick up chicks in a Dodge Dart. I'm jumping. Stop. No, Gary, um, you could jack up the rear of the Dart. Uh, mount a hood scoop. Hang fuzzy dice off the rearview mirror. Well... Yeah, sure. Um, add wide tires, a couple of STP stickers, and presto. A real bitchin' shaggin' machine, ready for highway action and babes aplenty. Gee, Roland, you're right. Sure I am. Now, now I do have a reason to go on living. We'll be right back after this word from Manfred's. Breakfast is ready, dear. Thank you, honey. What's that smell? Are you cooking dinner already? No, silly. That's your Manfred's roast beef breakfast cereal. Oh. It tastes as good as it smells. Just pour on the milk and it makes its own gravy. <laughs> so yummy, even dogs like it. And it tastes even better when you spread on Manfred's strawberry horseradish. Manfred's cereal is full of meat. 
Why don't you fill your bowl with some right now? It's Manfred's drenched in milk, it's almost fit to eat. You'll find you're eating mainly stuff from cows. It's Manfred's. It's good. Roland Grit back again with Gary, who is no longer considering suicide. Oh, thanks for the dodge dart, Roland. Hey, that's okay, Oh, Gary. Oh, and I, I forgot. I, I'm going to kill myself if I don't get a stereo. Now, all I need is your address, dude. That's all the time we have for this week. <laughs> Hang in until next time. Suicide Watch has been brought to you by Manfred's Roast Beef's breakfast cereal. The only breakfast cereal that comes wrapped in string. Hello? Hello, Roland? Uh, no Roland here. This is a Tony's Pizza. Goodbye. Okay, give me a number seven lockpick. Right here. We're gonna grab that million bucks in that insurance company on the 44th floor and be gone. Won't the guard hear you picking at the lock at the door? He's not there. His bladder's as regular as clockwork. See, no one at the window. Just like I planned it. There. Oh, you got the door. Yeah, just like I planned it. Now wait. The other guard passes by about now. Just like I planned it. Okay, now we go. Follow me. Now what? Don't worry, just turn here. Okay, the elevator should be arriving about to... Aha. Just like you planned it? Yeah, now get in, get in. Push the 44th floor. Right. This is an express elevator. I calculate we should be up there before we know it. Don't worry. Right about now. Oh, just like you planned it? All right, hold back. Hold back. Stay back. There's a TV camera at the end of the hall. Oh, what did we do? Nothing. Because I figure a meteor is going to come crashing down from outer space (laughs) through that wall and crush the camera. Just like you planned it? Yeah, that's organization for you. All right, stay close. Uh-oh. Hey, look out there on the window, a priest. And a pigeon, too. I've got a gun. Waste them. Tabernacle, that was a surprise. No, it was just like I planned it. That's why I brought the gun. No, the safe. Right. Blow this safe wide open. We need the dynamite. You didn't say nothing about dynamite. Don't worry. Give me the $5 bill from the bag. Hi, I'm J.J. Kinnear. Would you like to buy the Sandy Danny lipstick of dynamite for only $5? Just like I planned it. We didn't shy away from controversy, and this is one of my favorite songs. I, I think maybe more than anybody, I like the political stuff in the group. And, and I would it, hardly call us controversial. No, but this song, I Found the Right. I think we yes. kicked some good balls When there. did we write that? I have no idea. 83, 84? Probably. And here we are today, and it's appropriate That's again. correct. All we have to do is wait long enough, and all our stuff is appropriate do again. Do you think we'll be famous again? Uh, not based on people's comments. <laughs> <laughs> this is I Found the Right. I used to worry about all the poor. Social injustice, not anymore. No time to care for the elderly plight. Praise the Lord, I found the right. I found the right, I found the right. No more conscience making me uptight. Let's clear those problems right out of sight. 
down on my knees But I needed cash so I moved to TV And now I make worship meaningless and trite Praise the Lord, I found the right I found the right, I found the right If you want freedom, go fly a kite Do as I say or else you're a blight I plug everything in sight Praise the Lord I found the right I found the right I found the right Snuff your problems Before they ignite As long as I shoot first I know I will survive Bang, bang, you're dead But I'm still alive We found the right We found the right Kill all those gays Who lurk in the night If they're not We're done. We're done. I'm out of here. Benito. You have been listening to the very best, or well, just say the best of Frantic Times, written, conceived, performed by the Frantics, Paul Chato, Rick Green, Dan Redekam, Peter Wildman, with special guests, Maggie Butterfield, Meg Ruffman, and Carolyn J. Scott, sound effects and production by Kathy Perry, Anton Zabo, and Minky, a.k.a. Dave Milligan. This has been a treat. This has been a slice. Follow us on Facebook, send us messages, send us whatever you damn well feel like. It's produced by... Oh, uh, Derek Wellsman. Now, thanks for paying attention. See you later, folks. I'm just waking up. Boo, Boo tonight! tonight!